literally, if you listen to any of our call review sessions, it's just like, hey, be a human. Remember, <laughs> remember to be a human, right? Ask. Yeah. You have a couple minutes. Is this still a good time? Just remember to be a human. And, and I feel like so many people forget that. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Avi Gorin. Let me tell you a little bit about Avi. Uh, he's the co-founder and CEO of Marquee. He was formerly at Yex, and before that, he has uh, repented, seen the light, and made the switch, recovering Yelper. He's got a great mind for helping restaurants with menu and reputation management. He works in with brands like Five, Nap- Five Napkin Burger, Gregory's Coffee, Papa's Brothers, and others around the country. Uh, Avi, so grateful that you're joining us, man. Yeah, appreciate it, Zach. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's it's been fun, you know, getting to know you over the last couple of years, and, and excited to get to chat a little bit more. Yeah. So Avi and I actually met at a trade show. We were at at booths near each other, and uh, I got to admit, when Avi came on the first time to a Zoom call, I was like, "Hey, is Avi there?" Because <laughs> he did not <laughs> used to have a fro, but it looks great, man. So first of all, talk to us about what does Marquis do? Yeah. Um, you know, great question. We, we're here to solve digital inefficiencies for restaurants, right? So when you think about menu management and, and making these updates, right? And during, during this pandemic, it's a matter of what you can get your hands on. Sometimes your pricing will change, right? It, it's all such, so, so fluctuating that we're able to connect into your point of sale pull your menu data as you make these updates and then redistribute that across our publisher network. So Google, Facebook, Foursquare, Bing, Uber, Waze, we have a delivery package so that when you're making these changes in your systems, everything populates across uh, all of the relevant networks. And that's just one side of the inefficiencies we're solving instead of having someone manually go in, update your Yelp, update your Google, update Mm -hmm. your Facebook. You know, as menus change, data needs to change. Yeah. And so this is, you're kind of in a really unique spot, right? Being formerly at, at Yelp and Yext, you've kind of brought your experience of what you know and what you learned at those companies together to, to start Marquee. Um, and so why are you guys blowing up so much right now, do you think? I mean, a lot of, a lot of restaurants, you know, they've, they have cut budgets, um, but you guys are blowing up. So talk to us about that. Why, why is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think first we were we were adamant that when when this started to happen in March, we we take a huge value and pride in our support system. And so the first thing we did was reach out to every one of our customers and say, hey, we're all humans here. We're going through this. Let's talk how we can help. Let's not worry about billing right now. Let's worry about making sure you get through these next four to eight weeks. When things are normalizing again, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up the rest of this, right? So step one, I think we've been able to succeed now because of our low churn rate, because of how much we do and help and truly take a partnership role with our customers. Right. That, yeah. That's kind of number one. Number two. I, I mean, that is one thing that's so interesting, right? And sorry, just to, to, yeah. to put a to pin on that. It is so critical that, you know, when people are in the hospitality industry and they're not being hospitable, it's yeah. like, come on, man. It's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I mean, I you saw, see these companies. Which is why some of these software companies are so hated because they don't have 
that that hospitality mindset. And it's so critical that if you're in the hospitality industry, you, you are you, you exhibit those uh, hospitality traits. A hundred percent. I saw it at Yelp firsthand. I thought it was crazy when we found out our account managers had 950 businesses in their book of business. You can't you can't do a good job there. They weren't being set up to succeed, right? And it always comes from the top down. And so something we remind our, our account executives, our account managers, our support team, my co-founders, we're always just reminding them, literally, if you listen to any of our call review sessions, it's just like, hey, be a human. Remember, <laughs> remember to be a human, right? Ask, yeah. you have a couple minutes. Is this still a good time? Just remember to be a human. And, and I feel like so many people forget that, Um you know, and so kind of tying that back, we, we wouldn't be able to be successful today during this pandemic if we weren't already doing these foundational things of support, low churn, providing a value. Um, and because we were doing that, it put us in a position where as restaurateurs were forced to kind of cover these $5,000 plus deficits every month, they have to furlough employees, right? You yeah. have to talk to your landlords. And so because they're having to... to condense their staff, it provides a, a scenario where technology can play a bigger role. And, you know, our, our packages range from 65 to 200 bucks a month, depending on what you're looking to do. We're going to be a big lift off your plate, whether it's, again, those manual updates of your hours, your photos, your menus, if it's going in and just responding to reviews, we're going to synchronize and, and make all of this an efficient one-stop shop. Um, and, and I think that's allowed us to succeed today. Yeah. And I think that one thing that's really important to remember with all that is it's not that just uh, technology is replacing humans. It's that it's filling in the gap so that revenue can increase. And then when those humans, you know, when, when people hire people back, um, they're, they're used for more efficient things. Absolutely. And that was always our talk track beforehand was, you know, look, you're, you're, you're paying someone to do their job, right? You, you open this to make the best pizza in the world. That's why you started this. You brought on your chef to make the pizza. You brought on your, your general manager to run the store. It's not right to ask that person to then go in and manually update 10, 15 different sites between delivery and consumer sites and publisher networks. They should be doing that through our system anyway. So when right. they do come back, when this does turn, which we're seeing a turn already on our side, you're going to be able to then just hand this off to that person in a ready to go package that doesn't increase their job. Um, and so we're here for both. We're here to support the, the restaurateurs. We're here to help the employees when they do get to come back and, and, and have these responsibilities again. You know, everyone talks about technology replacing humans. It's more around technology augmenting humans, right? Yeah, we're, we're that Mario Kart speed track. You're going to use us and go faster. <laughs> right? We're not here to replace you. We're here to go faster together. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can't take the humanity out of humans, right? No. You, you no. still need to connect uh, on a real level. But just like, you know, with with uh, Ovation, how we're chatting back, we, we enable restaurants to chat with their customers. You still need someone there to actually push the button and to connect with the customer, um, yep. especially if there's a problem, right, to get well, that resolved. It's, it's so interesting because you we have a, a, several clients in common and one that I was speaking with last week, they're a ghost kitchen. They own a, a bunch of um, brick and mortar locations and, and concepts as well. And something we've been talking a lot about is the digital table touch, right? And, and you know, if this person was in your store, it was in your restaurant sitting down, you would check in, hey, how's your meal? How's this going? Are you enjoying yourself? 
whatever, right? Why wouldn't you be doing that in a digital world? Why wouldn't you be, you know, making sure your menus match <laughs> digitally, just like they would in your store? You're not going to have yeah. one table looking at a price of muscles that's a dollar off from the other table, right? That's yeah. crazy. And exactly. so we're seeing this shift to digital and just, I think people are starting to understand from the restaurant tour side, the importance of kind of replicating the movements and the motions and, and why ovation is important for that and why marquee is important for that and why just consistency is important. Absolutely. Cause at the end of the day, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Hospitality is not dead. It's just <laughs> gone digital. And all these people who are in the restaurant industry because they love that hospitality, it's still there, right? Yep. Just because it's not taking place in your dining room doesn't mean you can't be a part when it takes place in their living room. Yep. And you don't need to be there uh, at every single meal. You just need a way that you can, they know how to communicate with you and they're getting the right information and they are, they know that they matter. And, yep. and at the end of the day, the most important human desire that we have in this world is the desire to feel important. And we, yep. and that's and that's why people like great waiters. Why do you have the maitre d', right? Because the maitre d' remembers your name, remembers your anniversary, makes you feel important. You got a place at the table, you know, and and that's what we need to do digitally. Yeah, and, and there's great movement going on in the space right now between um, various CRMs, whether it's, it's you know, seven rooms on the event side or even uh, we're, we're starting to, to see a lot of, of our customers go with, with a company called Bicky with CRM movement. It's just, it's exciting to see more and more restaurateurs adopt the technology side because, again, we're not here to make pizza for you. There's a reason the robot pizza company didn't make it, right? It's, it's still people-focused, but it's okay to get that lift, that boost, that speed, um, and, and, and get to the end goal successfully. So what do you see? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, so what do you see, Navi? Um, successful brands right now, what are they doing to really crush their plans for 2021? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting when we when we look at the space, right? And there's a couple of different sides. There's what I'm seeing in our client base and what I'm seeing in the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, industry first, something that I love to see is a lot of people now recognizing how important it is to focus on non. I'm going to butcher the phrase. I think it's it's non non location revenue. Right. And mm -hmm. so an example of that is, is David Chang. Right. He's recognized how many restaurants they had, the rent involved with those restaurants. And he made a big effort to now focus on non non premise revenue. And so he launched seasonal salts, his chili crisp oil that I have about 12,000 containers downstairs. It's incredible. I put it on everything. And so kind of seeing that and taking it into non you know David Chang terms and, and you see people doing ghost kitchens. You see people happening more into the delivery space. You know, uh, what is it? The delivery has grown five years in the last six months. Yeah. Right? And we're going to see more and more of that. And brands like Sweet Greens reevaluating and saying, we don't need to have a hundred locations. We need to have a hundred thousand delivery zones, right. And kind of changing the way they look at the space. Um, so I'm excited to see that because it was time for restaurants to evolve at some point. And, and I think that what's been super fascinating is I, I'm really excited. Um, we launched a podcast a little while ago where it is all about how to find new ways to get revenue. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a matter of like, Hey, now I've got a family meal. 
Um, but how do you actually, like, what do you do? How do you sell merch? How do you add upsell an additional, Hey, why don't you get buy lunch tomorrow for $5 and heat it up in your microwave at home? Like these are types of things that are, are able to happen because everything's on the table to experiment with at this point. No, no customers are saying, Hey, I I don't do that. That's not (laughs) how you've done things for the last 40 years. Like Customers are open, willing, excited to try new things. Absolutely. Well, it's one of the reasons, you know, in, in March and April, and it's crazy to say this because obviously we're in hospitality. We work with restaurants. I wasn't really ready yet to go dining at a restaurant just yet, but I wanted to support the restaurant industry. So yes, we ordered in a bunch. And then when David Chang launched these products, I said, hell yeah, I'm going to jump in and, and help any way I can. I'll order an obscene amount of se- seasonal MSG salt and chili crisp oil. And uh-huh. I'd always heard about Gold Belly. I never knew why I would order from it. We had a bunch of clients on it. I won't, um, you know, one of our one of our clients in the city, multi-location bakery. When we started this, and we're doing a lot on their website and menu management, review response, all that. They had, they were redesigning their website to to put eyes on delivery options first. And they had said, I remember the the, the owner and and their general manager talking and saying, Hey, the general manager said, I think we should move Gold Belly up into the front. And the owner said, why, why it's doing 1% of our business. Why would we give it such a high placement? Fast forward three months, it's doing 35% of their business and it's everywhere. Right. And so I love to see, you know, we ordered pizzeria Bianco out in Arizona because it's my favorite pizza. When I lived in Scottsdale working at Yelp, I never thought I'd have it again. And now I have four of them frozen in my, in my freezer. <laughs> I saw on Instagram today, Franklin's barbecue in Austin, who I've waited in line six or seven times for two hours plus to get just launched Gold Belly today and sold out $50 a pound brisket in 10 minutes. So seeing this shift and seeing that consumers are open, restaurants are open, it's, it's time to continue to kind of evolve this industry. And I, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. The the restaurant is no longer going to be defined by four walls. It's, Correct. you know, the, the traditional and quite frankly, right. Danny Meyer, even look at what he's doing, right. He's like the, the godfather of hospitality and, his Shake Shacks are launching with drive-throughs. Yep. Right. Parking lots are getting repainted. Pickup is now curbside is is something that is um, forever to stay. You know, you're going to have your handicap spots, your pickup spots, and then the rest of the spots. Like <laughs> th- these are things that you need to start rethinking long-term. Um, yeah, I love that. And now, sorry, I, I cut you off there because I, I really wanted to focus on off-prem. Uh, I think that is just huge opportunity to increase revenue amidst so much revenue cutting and cost increasing for safety measures. So what else are you seeing people to to level up for 2021? So we have seen uh, just, again, people are getting creative. Uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to shift third party to first party delivery, which is something we're, we're playing an active role in and trying to help. You know, we have the analytics, we see our clients getting eyeballs on their website and then literally saying, if you want to order online, great. Here's a link to Grubhub, Postmates and Uber Eats. No, stop. Everybody stop. (laughs) Yeah. They don't need your help. Let's get online ordering set up. And I understand there's a logistic here. There's, there's, you know, technology involved. We're putting together a really simple, easy to use package that allows you to implement online ordering right? We're going to handle the logistics side for you through our integrations with whether it's DoorDash um, or local carriers or Relay in New York, right? And at a click of a button at no additional cost to our restaurant clients, they'll have online ordering turned on. And now you're getting 
billing zip code information, birthdays, names. We can now do trigger marketing and get, you know, every month there should be an email or a text message going out to celebrate your birthday. And what do you want to get for it? Right. And yep. so I think we're just seeing this shift to first party delivery that I'm really excited to see because the economics of third party delivery have been broken from the start. Right. Everybody loses. Everyone. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the, the people who are paying right now are the investors and they're not going to keep paying. They're not going to fit this bill so that yep. we can all eat at home. And so <laughs> eventually who's going to pay? Well, the restaurants, good luck getting more margin out of them right. or it's the consumer. And what are we going to do? We're going to go elsewhere. We're going to look first party. If I could save five, $7 on a delivery order and by ordering directly, I'll take the extra 30 seconds to go find the website as opposed to just ordered on DoorDash. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where we're going to see a lot of this revenue start to be made up for is as restaurants start to do more first party, we're going to see a lot of this revenue that's been missing the last few years as, as delivery has ramped up, um, which then becomes a logistics problem. And that's, I don't want to say it's easier to solve, but there's people solving that well, whether again, it's really in New York, Habitat in Philly. Um, again, DoorDash Logistics, works right yep. if they're not taking the 30 percent commission you're just having this logistic delivery fee it can make sense it's a little more swallowable and tolerable versus these 30 percent wild commissions that we had seen historically so um i think that's going to be a, a pretty big impact in the next few years awesome all right avi final word what's your last piece of advice to our listeners yeah i i would say to restaurant tours out there um you know y'all are doing a great job this is it. We're, 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 we're making this turn. Uh, you know, this whole industry has just been hit hard at first. And what we're seeing is just the resilience that, that comes with owning a restaurant and being in this space and choosing to do what you're passionate about instead of what might've been the best idea. Right. And it's so fun to see our clients and our, and our, and the restaurants we work with navigate this, make smart decisions, you know, adapt to delivery, adapt to gold belly and, and investing in, three years from now, right? And putting marquee as part of your menu management system and knowing that, hey, we're going to we're gonna learn from this, adapt from this and keep growing. And so, um, you know, we get inspired by our clients every day and I know it's super cheesy, but when we get those emails from our single unit operators saying, you know, I can't believe we were able to get this done this fast. Thank you for the help. Thank you for this. It's why we get up. It's why our team is here to help. And, and we truly feel like we're partners in this space. And while I don't own a pizzeria, I love eating there. And so I want everyone to stay open and to keep it up and, and to just, you know, wake up every day, ready to work guys. Cause we're, we're going to get through this. Love it. Obviously. So here are my takeaways. One, be a human Two, use <laughs> technology to increase and improve that humanness, uh, not necessarily just replace it. Three, recognize off-premise revenue, different forms. How do you package? How do you do uh, more of what you're doing? Don't be confined to the four walls. There's so many other ways that you can make revenue now. Four, shifting to first party is necessary and it's not as hard as it used to be even a year ago. So, you know, don't, you know, give it a shot. Look into it. Um, five, we're in this all together and uh, really appreciate that. Avi, how do people find you, follow you? Yeah, come find us, marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. We couldn't afford the U when we started. Um, and so we've just we've just stuck with it. We're here to help. Uh, you know, we've got all sorts of options and ways to participate. We don't believe in telling people how to fit into our square hole. We're here to work around you, 
So, you know, lots of different ways to use our product. We'll make it work. Um, Marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I. Uh, yeah, and I will say we, we have numerous mutual clients. Uh, they've got nothing but love for you. So Avi, for being such a great supplier, vendor, thought leader, and human, today's <laughs> ovation goes to you, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Dax. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Hope to see you at a trade show again soon. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.